Oh, yeah, Spence. I'm so excited to be here once again on that Ventura Forward podcast. On our sneaky surprise episode, we're bringing all them tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this great show, we're bringing down them goodies as we discover across the 805 from our unique journalistic points of view. Spence, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Everything's going on now. We got the Portland Emmy a birthday, 75 years, their big anniversary. That party's happening tomorrow right at the beach. A car show's going on. There's going to be rides for the kids and a lot of fun stuff. And just the beach, plain and simply, Port Wainimi, an excellent place to be here in Ventura County. And uh, that's uh, that's the party, as far as I know. The biggest one is in Port Wainimi. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I double dipped at Ventura City Council, Oxnard City Council this week. There's two new light boards coming in over in Oxnard. We might talk about that a little bit. Also, the fact that Ventura is having the audit go by. There were violations. We talked about Alex McIntyre moving. The mayor, Joe Schroeder, might have buried the own smoking gun in his backyard. We'll never know because we're not going to hear more. But on this episode 49, I'm bringing in a special guest who didn't even know he was being on a podcast today. My friend, get over here on this side, please. We talked him into it. I had to move something. But man, Ventura Forward's finest came in and he's still shrugging it off. If he's not the man that I met at the kindergarten grass long Spence, he's moved into a Ventura Forward tier. He's now highly active in Little League, youth sports across town. One of my realtor friends, if I have a question, I always call him for that. I'm not sure if I can say the name of his company on the air because he might find me because, man, does he follow all those rules. But he's my buddy. He's my friend. His name is John Burdick. Birdie, how you doing? Good, Spencer. Hey. Number 49, he's probably mad at me. Hey, John, this idea just came to me. There's actually a sign from Caltrans that we're supposed to move in my house, but I had to get the car worked on the studio. The other podcast person canceled, so I figured I'd trick you for a little podcast. Thanks. Yeah, it's a, you tricked me. Are you mad? Are you mad at me? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got some work to do, but yeah. <laughs> Woo! We're gonna, hey, Spence, this might be a quick podcast. He took 30 minutes today. If he wants to leave, we'll let him go at any time. All right. But I wanted to bring him in today to show you the coolness of my friends and how to be there for me on the spot. Spencer has cool friends. Yeah. Do I... tell. <laughs> He's claiming to do it. You know, if you would have known him in high school, I think he was a lot cooler. Spence, this was the three-star athlete right here. Football. He showed me VHS recordings of him catching a football on the one-yard line and going for 99 yards. Then he would go into the, the winter and play soccer or basketball. What were you playing in the winter? Soccer. Soccer yep. in the winter. Yep. And then during... The spring, what sport do you think he was playing? In the spring, what? he was obviously playing baseball. No, he was. Yes, he was, but he was also swimming. How did you swim, too, Bertie? I swam my junior year. Yeah. You, you I you didn't sw- play baseball my junior year. I swam. Water polo at all? I did not. So I grew up as a swimmer, a uh, mm. competitive swimmer. Uh, my intention going into high school was to play water polo and swim. And first day of school, I got pressured into playing football. Bertie, come on out. And I never looked back. We have a, an interesting story here, a guy upstairs who has, uh, you know, Jake Earhart, who played for USC water polo four years, and uh, they got a national championship in three seconds. But the same thing happened wow. to him when he went over to Oaks Christian. He was a big dude. And he walked in, all the football coaches, everybody's running out. He says, I'm a water polo player. And they're, well, can we talk you into this? Because you're a big guy. Mm-hmm. And they see that and they go, no, don't do that swimming crap. You right. know, get over here on the because they, they want the team. But uh, Jake stayed true to his sport and ended up being, he's in Barcelona now uh, playing water polo. But isn't it funny where life takes you? It is. 
It is. What was your best sport? Uh, probably more, more accolades in football, actually. So the one he started the latest was the most accolades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I like this. Number 49, Birdie. Let's share that stoke. You're one of the original members to come to a Ventura Ford meeting five years ago. So anyone checking this podcast, you know, we'll give Burdick a break, too. We won't go live on Instagram today either because we kind of spooked him a little bit. We, he might have put on a different sweatshirt or something. <laughs> so we won't go live to completely embarrass him because he is my buddy. But my guy, five years you've been following. You've been part of it. Let's share your stoke. Let's think about what you are still stoking on and got you going. Because everyone we bring in here in the pre-production conversation, I always say, thanks for coming and giving your time. And you're here because you love Ventura. You've heard this a million times. But John, you were the originator of this conversation with me about creating the stoke about what it means to love Ventura. Because locals think that they have the right to love this town more than others. And you were the one that said, no, that's not fair. Am I correct? Right, right. Yeah, no, it's it's taking pride in your community, um, being active in your community. It's if I see too many people these days just complaining, right, and, and not taking action, not going out there, not cleaning graffiti or, you know, whatever the complaints may be, they, they're just easy to sit on the computer or social media and, and make complaints and, and not be active. And that's what I think you've really excelled with in the last five years. Before we met five years ago, were you having a lot of community service in your life? What was your community involvement? Because how were you loving Ventura? You know, obviously I'm just using our, our meeting spot as a, as a, like a timeline. Mm-hmm. Right. Before that, were you sharing the stoke? What was your stoke before we met five years ago? Because uh, you had just moved here in the last 10 years, right, from Burbank area. Is that correct? Uh, well, shoot, I've been in town now for almost 20 years from okay. Pasadena. Pasadena. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a sharing the stoke. It was more, you know, I wasn't as involved. The kids were so young. I was just getting involved in, in youth sports. Um, but I, I, there was that perception, you know, the, the, the locals and, and very protective and um you're, you're not from here kind of like that that hawaii mentality you know mm-hmm. um you, you know you uh you flew here we grew here um but yeah ever since i met you you know there was kind of you came gave me that outlet that that conversation we could have about you know what it is like why are you more local than i am when you know you would be in seattle I, i'm more in touch with what's going on than than you had been it's exactly where we're at spence it was awesome I look at uh, people coming into the community and business, they call it a change agent. And sometimes you need that. You need a different set of eyes. And I got into a conversation with somebody about this a while ago because I I was born here, actually the T.O. side, but 61. uh, We were out there in Thousand Oaks. And as everybody thought they owned the place from their beginnings. And I know some people say, well, we've been here five generations. I'm like, well, okay. I know a guy who's, uh, you know, of Shumash. So he's been here. So where does the argument start? Where does it end? And where it starts and ends for me is making a great community. And what we learn about, that's part of California. And that's the uniqueness of our community and our state and of the United States. We're kind of the last founded state, right, that really and also cultivated from the East Coast to the West Coast. So there wasn't as much as that claiming, and it was kind of this mad dash for claiming. And we all know this is obviously Chumash land, and we all come here since 1492, in essence, when the Portuguese and everyone was starting to colonize. But that moves forward to everyday conversation now. And that's when me and John, we were at Bagel Rock Cafe, and we were looking at the newspaper, and I said, one day we're going to be on the front page of this paper. And we're going to be making the storylines. How do we get there? And how do we 
basically come to this conclusion because I said, I'm from Ventura and I know more than you. And he said, shut up. Straight up just <laughs> yelled at me, Spence. And I almost threw my bagel at him. And it was 5.30 in the morning because we also got involved with, let's eat our bagels and go walk around the outside. We didn't just stay in the coffee shop. We took that conversation to the streets. We started talking to unhoused individuals immediately. We started telling the story of my brother, Jared Norn, his problems. And we really started full circling seeing these problems. And this was before the Thomas fire. We were having these conversations about how do we unite the community? How do we bring them together to give opportunity for the youth? A lot of through boys because me and John played sports a lot. So I think we kind of saw our sides. He has two boys. My son's the oldest. So we're kind of seeing that side of leadership. Like PTO, I started getting to PTA. I think that I first like John. There's not one dad at the PTA meeting. Will you please come and be here with me? And we would just start those conversations and it kind of rolled a lot forward with that. So, anyway, giving some of the history because these Ventura Forward listeners, Spence, are thinking 50 episodes in almost. Where did it come from, and why is it so much responsibility? All right, John, let's get back to it. So Pasadena, you're born in about 1980. You have amazing parents. You have an awesome brother. When did you get to Ventura? What brought you to Ventura? Uh, I was going to school up in San Luis Obispo. Uh, school wasn't working out for me. 9-11 happened. I uh, kind of was lost my direction. I got a job for a savings and loan, and I was an office assistant at 21, 20, 20, 21 years old, thinking, what am I doing? Um, opportunity arose that I got offered a job as an appraiser in Ventura. So commuting from Pasadena to San Luis Obispo for two and a half, three years, I I'd stopped in and out a couple of times. I had never come to Ventura at all. Never, you know, beyond that, never stopped by. I didn't even know what it was about. So when I got the, the offer, I, I came down here. I remember stopping at Surfer's Point. It was a big storm. And I just thought, how did, how did I miss this gem? I never took the time to, to stop and, and open my eyes. Um, as soon as, you know, terrible weather. Uh, but I saw what I, what I was looking for. And it was a kind of a, a younger, vibrant community. Um, and I took that opportunity and never never turned back. I love it. Where was that first job at? Who was it with? Where was the location of your of your first employment? Yeah, uh, World Savings and Loan. Um, th- my office was right next to O'Leary's Bar. My I shared a wall <laughs> with o- O'Leary's Bar. Sounds sounds like bad for you, good for O'Leary's. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, equal time shared there, but um, it was a good introduction. I actually lived off San Hon, um in some apartments there, and it was interesting. I was just talking to my dad. Uh, he, he he was he texted me yesterday. Asking about you know that first air, first spot I lived in Ventura, so not knowing the area, um, I, I went through you know uh, property management to find a place. And anyhow, when the day I'm moving in, my dad's sitting there. There was there was some police activity. He was talking to a cop and said, "Hey, you know my son's moving in here. Uh, is this a good area?" And the cop just shook his head. Said, nope. My dad said, "Well, where's a good area?" And he pointed up to Hawaiian Village. And so my dad, you know, told me that story and. Um, it was not the best area at that time about 20 years ago. And it's at San Juan, what's your cross street? Where are you at? By, by Cabrillo uh, Middle School? By, by Mita Market. Yeah, so right by Cabrillo. Yeah. Yeah, right. So Mita Market, and how did it end up going? Did, was, it, was it pretty rough or did you find it to be pretty good? What, what was going on? Yeah, no, there were, it, it was pretty rough. Um, There's a couple tweakers in the area. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Harleys rolling down the alley all the hours, hours of the night. Um, I only lasted a year and I said, this is not the spot. So you were embedded right in that culture. That's some of that, like, what'd you say? Like tough blue collar attitude, that, that grit. You felt that Ventura grit right away. You didn't get scared off that you wanted to embrace it. 
Well, you know, there, there's a point of embracing it and being like, this is not the scene for, for me. And so I, I did actually take a, a year off. I went to, <clears throat> I moved into a, a friend's house in Northridge. Oh, was, he took uh, off on a spence, this I little did. cheater. I didn't know this I part did. of the story. Yeah. Okay, now, so you cheat off to El Northridge, and it gets hot, and it's really busy out there, and you don't like it. And so why are you still are you still working at Worlds and Savings, or did you quit that job? No, I was commuting from Northridge to Ventura, and that was not fun. Oh, wow. So you had the, you wanted the job, but you're out of here. I'm out of here. You said, yeah, I needed a change. Yeah, it was, okay. it was not a good spot, but I, I did come back a year later. A year later, where'd you move in there? Uh, Channel Islands Harbor. Okay. Yeah. He still didn't want to come back to Ventura, though, Spence. What do you think about that? It's you know, it's <laughs> the city of Ventura is fantastic, but we have ten great cities here. I always point that out from Simi to Tio. I'm not going to name all ten, but there are so many wonderful places. The one thing that happened, like you're talking about, how did you miss this gem? The one thing that was funny about Tio back in the day, because even Camarillo, Oxnard, Ventura, we tend to be a little more overcast, a little bit of the fog. At Tia was very bright and blue. Then you had the smog of L.A. We had a lot of airline pilots that lived in Tio because when they flew into LAX, they'd say, what's that down there? Mm-hmm. And somebody said, it's Thousand Oaks. And so a lot of people moved there. People find themselves in different places. And yeah, I don't hate on anyone because they're all great cities. No. Northridge sucks. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's close. I went to Cal State Northridge, so uh-huh. ah. You're in a 68-degree class, and you walk out, and it's 110. It's mm-hmm. like, what the heck's going on here? But, uh, you know, you make your decisions, make your choices. I hope everybody listens to this podcast and uses the, you know, the paradigm that you have uh, to improve their city. I think Thank that's you. the way they have to look at it. You do, like you, you said it perfectly. You're on the keyboard. You're a keyboard warrior. What are you doing for the cause? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, are, what are your feet in the street? So I think everybody, all cities, just move ahead. Totally the podcast taking away. Normally bringing people talking about their lives and, you know, who are they? But John's different because he was there in the beginning of the creation of Ventura Ford. We kind of identified almost three people, okay? It was the person that's not from here that moved to Ventura that fell in love with it or here. There's a person that's from Ventura that moved away and was able to make it back. That's what everyone was just talking about. Boomerangs. That's what every, boomerang. That's everyone's trying to accomplish because the baby boomer generation from mine had let their kids all go to college and the majority of them weren't coming back, like my friends. So it was very difficult about California. Then there was the third person, the person that was born, raised, and stayed. Then you needed to identify almost in that hybrid, are they happy or are they, are they, are they grumpy? You know, because it was that uniqueness of I'm from here, I've never left, and I'm really grumpy and I'm going to be mad at everything. That's what made our pond in Ventura stagnant. That's that nimbyism. That's what wasn't supporting our tax base. That's what allowed all this dilapidation within these buildings and stuff. And now we've seen the heightenedy of kind of that dilapidation. And that's what John opened up my eyes to, Spence. I was a nimby. I totally moved back home and thought I was going to be the guy that was sticking my stick in the grounds. And I didn't know cook much boo about the functionings of government. But it was... John's aggressive approach to me to answer my inner self to say I was wrong. And then that's what pushed me to go to city council. So Bertie, thank you for doing that, my guy. Thank you for answering my phone calls all the time. And thank you for sharing that stoke. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't say this with everybody because you've been there for me this whole time and you've motivated it. And I want you to know that you're almost just as much a Ventura Ford as I am. And I know that gets you scared to say that, but for listeners, you are too, because I'm not anything without my friends who tell me what to do. 
I wanted to be an agent of change, Spence. I was an idiot before my, my brother passed away. And now that my grandpa's passed away and my dad's passed away, I want to be somebody who says, you know what? I can change. My bloodline doesn't change. My morals don't change. My character doesn't change. But my opinion can change based on what other people tell me. Bertie, you accomplished that. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. You did it. And so you've changed that because now I can be that leader who open can go back to our relationship and say, and I've quoted you a thousand times and said, it was John that said, Spencer, your stoke is the same as everybody else's. It was you that checked me and then allowed me to share that with the community because I've told over 10,000 people and over a hundred times on this podcast, the stoke is what's inside your belly. So Birdie right now telling us about, and you know what? I want to mention Jenna real fast too. Jenna is a huge friend of mine growing up in high school. She's your lovely wife. Where did you and Jenna meet real fast? It was a, a blind date. A blind date? Yeah. Who set that up? Her sister. So her, I worked with her sister. Um, her, her sister tells a funny story about it, but, uh, you know, we were, we were, we were t chatting and she, I, you know, she had mentioned her sister had just come back from college and I, I said, hey, hook us up. How long had you been working at the Loan and Saves here in Ventura with the sister before she recommended the blind date? About a year, about a year, year and a half. Because okay. Jenna had just come back from school. Were you in Northridge or were you in the Channel Islands? At this I, point? So I had moved back to Channel Islands, right? So okay. right, when, actually, right when I moved back to Channel Islands, about a week after I met Jenna. Oh wow! Okay, because yeah. Spencer, I mean, he's a big family man as we all are. So I want to point that wife and his two boys are awesome, Jack and Jace. Mm -hmm. So Bertie, before we get into our sponsorships and get you back on the road selling houses, what's your current stoke? So we know that you've acquired this stoke for Ventura over what you just talked about your history. And now in March of 2023, what's your passion right now? Right now it's baseball season. Uh, very active with uh, the Ventura Little League. Uh, we've combined three leagues into one. I know there's some different emotions about that. Uh, Montalvo, Satikoy, and Coastal are, are now Ventura Little League. Um, a lot going on with that. So trying to figure out how we can succeed with that for the kids. Um, other than that, it's... Uh, you know, spending time with the family. Uh, as far as the city, I, I, I'm watching you guys, listening to you guys. I'm not as involved as as uh, you are, but I I am. I've got your back. As Atta boy. Whoa, you said some stuff there that Ventura Little League. Let's stay right there because that <laughs> might be some shocking news for some of our listeners. For the history side, Satakoy Little League, Montavo Little League, and the Old Elks Little League, which is now called Coastal, is morphing together to create one new Ventura Little League, correct? The, the terms used are important. So we have combined leagues at this point. Moving forward, though, say like from two, three, four years down the road, will they be one? That's yet to be determined. So that's kind of, this is our, our first year trying this. Um, th there's been some hiccups. The rain doesn't help. Yeah. Um, but a lot of positives have come out. We got a, a good number of kids. We're at over 500. Um, whereas, you know, some of the leagues are having 125, um, maybe up to 200. So when we have more kids, uh, more teams and, and more fun for the kids. You know, I've been a big proponent, volunteer for Foothill Little League. We've had over 500 plus kids for the last few years. You know, I think pre-COVID and COVID again changed a lot of things with youth sports. So I like the idea of Ventura Little League. I like the idea of keeping heritage of the word Satakoy and Montavo because it means so much to our culture. You know, it's kind of like almost like corporate corporifying little leagues, you know, like buying the mom and pop shop is putting together. That's what we can't allow to happen. And that would be the only thing, too, is like stay ahead of it. Like if you think that you're Mr. and Mrs. Satakoy, 
where were you before? You know, where was your recruitment before? And so, or Mrs. Mrs. Montavo. And if not, and we can't sustain that, we have to maybe just say, let's do it special for the kids. And that's, Bertie, you've been channeling that whole thing with your coastal admission. So what's your current role uh, with this new board? I am uh, <clears throat> one of three U- UICs, umpire in chief. So uh, looking to umpire some games. I know your boy's going to umpire a couple games for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, umpire, I'm coaching, and I'm, I'm managing a team. Whoa, Spence, what do you think about that? I've got my little button here. Uh, and this is Ray <laughs> Hennessy, number oh, yeah. 37, 2017 Little League World Series. He gave us this when he came in. Honor your umpires, most important part of the game. I the like next it. is the catcher. <laughs> okay, I can roll through, but you need, you need coaches, certainly. You don't have an ump, you don't have a sport. Stop yelling at your referees. Shut up. Now, I'm going to ask this question to you right now, Spence, and John will take your question. I don't know where you go on this. Eventually, the RoboCop strike caller. Bring it. I knew you were going to say that. Bring it. I knew it. Here's why. I knew it. Because then it's just like in pro baseball, there's so much. Look at tennis. Tennis had the line (laughs) judge forever, and McEnroe got to do his stuff. You know, you cannot be serious. That was McEnroe. I think there is a time on certain calls that should be very consistent, like on a base. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I've, I was never good at baseball, but I knew baseball. And all of these things, so let's just settle it for crying out loud. Bring in the robots. What do you think, John? I'm, I'm against it, 100% against it. Uh, there needs to be some manual. Baseball's about the umpires. If you remove the umpires, then what is baseball? Um, I, I, I do love the, the technology now with the cameras, having that quick mm-hmm. instant replay. Let's get like, an answer in and out. You like that? What about the tap, a strike, double head your first stri- challenge, the strike call by a batter gets like one or two a game or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't like challenging a strike call. Okay. I, it's um, thrown out of the game. Tell the ump, you know, and it's one of the problems. I, I totally agree because I was raised through the Earl Weaver days and the Tommy Lasorda days when you had the flip out umpire arguments. And there was a, that was part of baseball's emotion. Just like in hockey, we have fighting. Uh-huh. I'm a big ice hockey fan. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the deal. So I see that. I, I see that. And seeing McEnroe flip out on a court was kind of fun. You know, there was a right. little bit that's of that. The, yeah. We missed that whole part of the human interaction. We're taking that away in small places everywhere. So you're right, Spence. And taking the emotion out could make us very cold in about 50 or 60 years. So there is a risk in there, but uh, it's funny. You know, I don't know if they could get a skating robot for hockey. I don't know what they could do with that, but <laughs> we, we will see into the future. And now, see how that I would agree with. If you could give me a robot figure skating judge. That would be great. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> Take the Russians out of it. And, and I do like, you know, I, I do like a lot of the um, chatter, the chirping in sports and that. And that's part of an umpire's job. But I'll just go back to the parents. Shut up. Mm. There's, I was a noisy parent. I never, ever, ever got on the refs. Even when... They blew a call. I'd always figured they're going to blow one for that team, and we're yeah. going to benefit. Let it go, folks. Be Zen boy. Just let it go. Oh, man, you should have seen that. Burdick, he had a, he was regretting it this year. You, we were yelling at some referees at this point of oh, basketball gosh. game. Never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, well, level, what level can you yell at the referee? Well, do you well, one of the things we used to do when we yelled at refs is we, we yelled jokes. Mm-hmm. So we never got into their stuff about sure. their mama or anything. But yeah. we did occasionally heckle some um, – 
Like we I sat, think it's fun. We sat right behind. Fun. We sat. Yeah, but if you say nasty stuff, you cannot say nasty yeah. stuff. It has but, to be logical. You know, we used to have a thing where I, I me and a buddy, it was stupid. We were be behind the, um, <laughs> right at the fence at the high school games, and uh, I would say some like, "Boy, nothing like a good call," and my friend would immediately say, "And that was nothing like one." And the ump was <laughs> ten feet away from us, and he would turn around. And it just, but it was funny because right. we were goofing on the guy. That's we great. Attacking him. I mm-hmm. love that. It was fun. So okay, you can heckle it up as long as it's good natured. Okay, sure. That's fair. Right? Yeah. We all in? Okay, oh, yeah. good. Episode number forty-nine. One away from fifty. My guy, John Burdick. We're gonna keep him here for a couple more minutes as we're gonna roll through some of our sponsors and fun conversations. We always want to remind that the sponsorship of our music is done by Ray Fresco. Bringing the beats. We know them boys are going to be back at it this year. Going to be getting that sunshine. Ray Fresco, Roger will be on the microphone doing it up. So, boys, look forward to seeing you live this year out and about Ventura. John Burdick, my buddy. Let's talk baseball real fast. When you go to a Dodger game, where do you like to sit? Where's your favorite spot? So, I've listened to your podcast. I know where this is going. Um, I've had different opinions throughout the years. I, uh, Dodger Stadium has changed uh, for me, uh, from my experience. We used to, uh, as of bring, we'd bring the family to the left field, field level, kind of by the left field foul pole. That's kind of where our tickets, our budget, that's kind of where we found you're close to the bottom. Um, that is not family friendly. No. Not family friendly at all. Uh, we had our tickets last year, the best tickets we've had uh, was the Loge, right behind home plate. I forget, I think it was section 15. Oh I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, great. It was awesome. I mean, the, the, the peanut guy came and t- sat down and told us jokes. It oh, was you're... very family friendly. I didn't hear any curse words. Right. I, that's the only spot we're gonna go from now on. You love the loge. Yeah. What about left field pavilion, my guy? So that, that's, that's changed over the years, has it not? It's got a little bit, it, it goes ups and downs. Yeah, when I was in high school, uh, you know, ni- late 90s, Dangerous fights. I mean, you're you're yeah. going to left field. You're looking for a fight, right? No, left field's gotten bad. It's, things have changed. Okay, Loge is there. I like that. When you go to the snack bar, what do you bring him back? We haven't asked that question for a while. It's a good one. Snack uh, bar. Come on. D- just traditional Dodger dog and peanuts. Tradition. Where's the beer, dude? Uh, you know, with the family, it's not important. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe thing. not. Right. With the so, boys, yeah. So you've gone to a Dodger game without a beer now? Oh yeah. Without a boy. Who's, who wants to pay twenty dollars for a beer? I mean, you got to stop at the gas station like a real dad and slam in the parking lot <laughs> and ask your son if he wants the rest. That's what I did, Spence. Yeah, we had our times, but I agree. When I'm, when I'm with the kids, no beer. I enjoy it from, from now. And even when, you know, uh, I just, Am I a bad I dad? Chill. I am, chill. Am I a horrible dad for going by the liquor store, grabbing a beer, and slamming in the parking lot? Is that bad? I wouldn't say a horrible dad. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is that? Five? Yeah, it's it's... What are you What are you teaching your kid? To pull over before the game and slam a beer. Well, opposed to paying twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm going about five. What do you think, Spence? Let's go on a ten. I'd slam a yoo-hoo. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, tap the brakes a little bit. I I I had my time. Trust me. I, I did. Some I guess stupid it is kind things. of bad. It is. I did some stupid things, but once I had the kid, boy, I mean, it just stopped. It just it's like this. What this is how you do it, and I, I did it differently. I don't want to judge, but I did it differently. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And like, you know, I think it's kind of like young dad, like you said, though. It's like in the time of your life. See, I was so. an old dad. You yeah. Know, so I really knew. 
I really knew. I'm, I, I've, I'm 64 and I have a 14 year old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good but it you. was like, and now that I'm thinking about this out loud, like when we would go to Safeco for games, right? And I would take my son and he was one. Give me that two, park? Uh, T Mobile Park now, Mariners. Okay, got it. Mariners in Seattle. Okay. When my son, now we'd be going to the games for the first couple innings because we'd be like going. So anyway, I didn't drink a beer then. Mm-hmm. It was only when he got older. Like, and he got to be like, you know, 12, 11. I'd have Once like, you could set him down, you could hold the beer. Again. Yeah. And no, it's a good point, though. Like, I wouldn't, it's, it's a good theology. Like, when did I all of a sudden think it was okay to have a beer? It's not about me. It's about John Burdick. Ventura Real Estate Company. <laughs> Derek Turner. Thank you, Derek. Wants to know, who are your three coolest people in town, Bertie? What do you mean? Define coolest people. Coolest is in your own terminology who you think walks around and just gives an aura of just vibrance, awesomeness, pizzazz. And there is one disclaimer. You unfortunately cannot choose the two guys in the room with you. So three people in town. Who are the coolest? Um, you know, my father-in-law is a pretty cool guy. What's his name? Dennis McMurray. Dennis McMurray. Yeah, he grew up in Oxnard. Uh, he's been living in Ventura for... I don't know, 30, 40 years. That might be the biggest Homer shout out for our coolest people. Father-in-law, I love you, Birdie. Number two, who you got? Um, there's so many, there's so many cool people. Um, being from, you know, real estate in the real estate uh, profession, Sean O'Toole. Um, I was on Sean O'Toole's team for a little bit. He is Ventura to me. He, he surfs. He's a good guy. Um, intelligent. I, I think he's he's a true leader too. I don't know Sean O'Toole. Not to be confused with Sean Wilson, also known to roam around town and uh, do different stuff. Number three, who is it? Uh, I'm gonna stay in real estate. Uh, Sam Benner. Benner. Sam, yeah, yeah. Sam Benner is a, a great leader too. Um, he, he's a funny guy. He's uh, <laughs> yeah, he is funny. He's a he's a good dude. I like him. Well, I saw Benner a lot more this year because his son Dylan's playing for Bonaventure. Yep. You know, and it's been good. I've known his sister Amanda my whole since growing up as well. So, Banner family, father-in-law, Sean O'Toole. Set up a tacos with me and Sean O'Toole. I gotta meet this guy. Yeah, maybe he's podcast worthy. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's bring him in. Yeah. All right. Uh, new sponsors going through Spencer McKenzie's. You like Spencer's? Spencer's is great. What do you order when you go to Spencer's? So I get the ahi pocket. Ooh. I, I I've always wanted to get two, but I I just can't do it. I only get one. Um, and then I get a hard shell beef and then the soft chicken. I know it's a lot, but it's good. Really? Oh, Interesting. Yeah. And what sauce do you put on the ahi? You put a sauce in the ahi pocket? Yeah, ahi, I, I do the, the fire. Um, and then for the tacos, I do the habanero, the hottest one. You don't Caribbean blaze anything? No, no, no. Those are my <sighs> only two. Whoa, man. Okay. Well, let's, let's real quick that, um, uh, tacos and beer. That that if if, if you've had tacos and beer, remember that all on Pierpont uh, or on Seaward, they had this habanero sauce that would just burn you up. And I think Spencer's emulated that perfectly. It's so good. As the, it is good. The habanero one is delicious. I definitely absolutely love it. And I talked to John about it. Love that one. And the cornhole tournament's coming up, end of August. And I was wearing my hat around town. Great sponsorship. Appreciate Spencer McKenzie's. Toppers, we're still working on them. I gotta call Kelsey. I've been lazy on that one, but we love Toppers Pizza. Bird, you're going live, by the way, too. Pizza. If you eat pizza, what toppings do you put on it? I'm a pepperoni sausage. Uh, 
I do like jalapenos, and I am the guy who likes pineapple and jalapenos. Awesome. He knows it's coming. <laughs> okay. Extra pineapple? No, 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 just plain. I, I don't need a whole lot of pineapple. Just that little sweetness, and, and then I get the little fire. Don't so you're going for, actually, if you could, you would suggest light pineapple. Hey, I don't, I don't. No, come on now. Don't, don't say light. You, you sprinkle. I saw your hand sprinkle. Are you going medium? This is a big conversation on the podcast. Heavy pineapple, regular pineapple, or light pineapple? Regular. Regular all the way. Regular. I knew it was a regular. I'm actually kind of a light guy. It's a good call. Good call. You're a regular guy? Yeah, just, just enough. (laughs) Just Just enough. Not too much, not too little. Just enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's Goldilocks pizza. (laughs) All right, let's keep wrapping here. Um, Ventura Music Hall. Have you been? I've never been. What? Why haven't you asked me for tickets? You haven't invited me. We go every weekend. I think Sinister's in town this weekend. We're going to drop this podcast right now. Want to go this weekend? This weekend is busy. I got a doubleheader. Uh, Sunday, I got open house, and I'm doing a showing. So, so the best, best part about Ventura Music Hall is the shows don't start until 8.39. Oh, it's my bedtime. That's what I'm saying. You're a big old wimp. <laughs> you're, a big, you're not even going to pick up my call, so how can you go? So can I, do you want to go or not? What day? Saturday. Maybe. Okay. In the next three weeks, you're going. Okay. When's the last time you've been to a live concert? Pre-COVID, for sure. Whoa. Yeah. Who was it? I don't even remember. Don't remember. Oh, well, shoot. I actually, no. I went to the fair with you. Does that count? Yeah. Who do you see? Beach Boys? Or the who? Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Fun show. Mm-hmm. Great Kids show. Kids went to that. Yeah. Good sunset that night. All right, I'm forgetting somebody right now. I can know who this is. Oh, Rocks and Drams. Marky Mark coming up. It. Let's go. Have you been to Rocks and Drams? I have not. What? Why didn't you come to the Christmas party? Uh, you know, I should have. Don't, let me guess. You weren't invited to the Christmas party. Was I not? Yes, you were. Where were you? Disneyland, probably. He loves Disneyland, Spence. I can't stand Disneyland. <laughs> Gosh. How many times have you been to Disneyland? A lot, but that's not business, besides the point. <laughs> Those- Rocks. Rocks and Drams, why haven't you been? It's a great spot to take your wife for a drink. You know, we, uh, we don't go out drinking much. You know, we, we, the whole downtown scenes, you know, I feel like, you know, early 40s. We're, that's, that's 20s, maybe 30s. That's. What did Chris Rock say? Don't be the oldest guy in the bar. <laughs> it's Chris Rock all the way. Don't. That's when you know it's time to walk out. When you look around, you go, I'm the oldest guy in the bar. It's time to split. So what did cool people in their 40s do in Ventura, John? What do you guys do? Well, who said I'm cool? But what about, what about you? Well, I don't know. I, you're right. I don't go out with my wife as much either. I'm out there just trying to do my stupid journalism stuff and work a lot of the times, like you're saying. So I wish I would go out more with my wife. Mm-hmm. But maybe like the harbor seems like a more kind of our style and age. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that there's stuff down there particularly that is going to float everyone's boat. But downtown needs to get better. You're right. Downtown needs to be more not just kids drinking. Well, I mean, that's kind of, yeah. Uh, it, you could do a good restaurant, good movie. Right, you know, totally. That's, that's something you could do. Uh, maybe the Rubicon, if they're, they're still playing. You know, there's a few things you could get in there. They, they've got, like, the improv thing. That could be kind of fun for some people. You know, mm-hmm. there's other things than just hanging out in bars for long times. And there's yeah. really good entertainment. And as long as you're tipping your waitress, they don't care if you sit on a Coke. You know, just treat your waitress. Make sure they know you're not that guy, and uh, they'll be fine. Have mm-hmm. a bite to eat, and you can. You know, it's one of the things that gets into your head as a youngster. You have to drink if you're somewhere. Totally. You really don't, but you do have to honor the place. So if you're riding a table, be kind. Uh, but you know, you can go out and still do stuff. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're doing a breaking segment right now for the last five minutes of this podcast. John Burke will get out there again and sell those houses. If you have questions, you can always DM Ventura Ford. We'll reach out and you'll answer them. Right, John? That's it. Let's go. All right. Now, my dude, this is a hot topic. We're starting off here. And you're going to be able to share the stoke before you leave. So if you forgot to say something, don't be mad at me. But EJ Harrison, huge company in this community, right? You moved here 20 years ago. You know about EJ Harrison. When you think of EJ Harrison, what's the first thing you think of? Trash. Trash. Okay, that's fair. What's the second thing you think of? Um, I, I don't think about EJ Harrison too often. Have, and have I prompted you for this conversation at all? No. I haven't because I, I don't know if I told him this. So you got trash. I don't think about EJ Harrison very much. And what's the third thing? Anything else? No. I, no. What color is EJ Harrison? What are they? Green? Green. How would you describe that green? Well, I'm, I'm a little colorblind. Um, really? I didn't know that? Yeah. Really? The, yeah. Um, what, what are they? Dark green? It's, a, it's called Ventura green. It almost looks like a, a moss or a pastel green. What would you call it, Spence? I don't know. You know what green I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Uh, the green. The only one I know is Kelly green from my stupid high school. Yeah. So it's called Ventura green. And what I've learned recently is that they're changing the color to gray. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can see what you're thinking. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, that this is a absolutely abomination, blasphemy on our culture in the city of Ventura. How dare you take away our green trash cans and our green cr- trash trucks? Do you agree with what I'm saying here, John? I mean, you think, you think the color of the, the company is, is, is very important? Absolutely. And I've checked in with EJ Harrison and they agree. Uh-huh. And so we're starting a mission to save EJ Harrison Green. Spence, are you with me? I think there's bigger fish to fry, but uh, if gray trash trucks bother people, I'm all in. And there's, this is why is because not only is it 90 years have they been that color green in this community. 90 years. There's other companies coming in and around us. I guess there's other ones called Athens Trash Company. I think it's important. You know, like if you have a local community business that's known for doing trash in your town for 90 years, you shouldn't blot out. It's a funny thing. When I was a kid, red fire trucks, and we were one of the first in thousands to get the yellow ones. And it was shocking. But when I talked to some of the firefighters, they said, when we see a TV event, we know who we are instantly. And mm-hmm. they loved the a lot of the firefighters. If you're listening out there, I don't agree or disagree, but my friends, they loved the yellow because it was theirs and they had ownership of it. So, who knows, gray trash trucks. Right on. No, it's part of that culture. And I've been checking with the E.J. Harrison family. We got some more stuff coming about that. But I wanted to just get John's just raw opinion there to see if that was important to him being, you know, this Venturan who shares the stoke. Because is that kind of where we draw those lines? is, Is it my childhood memories of seeing these dumpsters in the back of Norn's Market my whole life and having that green paint everywhere? Can I see how that works, dude? So there's like this weird, you love it and you share the stoke. And there's also, when you're from here, there's something that you know that you just can't give. And sometimes you don't even know you know it. And that's naturally why this conversation came up right now is because that's what I'm trying to describe. When I was trying to describe to you five years ago that I have more stokage than you and I love the town more than you, it wasn't that. I thought that I did at that time. It was more that I had that cultural history aspect Mm -hmm. that I wanted to give to you in an awesome way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that. And would you accept that in a graceful way if, if someone was bringing to that to you for someone that loves something equally? Is that fair to say? Sure. And how could someone like myself maybe 
approach that better, do you think? Like, because, you know, there's actually a contingency of people in, like, corporations and people that basically don't want to have people from Ventura on their boards in their office because there's that negative connotation it has if people are, I'm too local. And so hmm. I want to tell the locals, stop being so local and learn from this podcast. Learn from the relationship that John Burdick and Spencer Norn made at Bagel Rock Cafe. Let's give five years ago, shout out to uh, Jesus, Bill, and Arlene for making those early meetings. But Bertie, you see where I'm going with this? How can I help it better? What, what would I have done different? Or how, how can I change in a sense? And don't say Spencer Norn says, I'm aggressive. Mm-hmm. We know that. But other people, would it be like, don't say that you're from Ventura or do we, is it like a disclaimer? Is there anything that you think that someone could do to be like, I love this town so much and I have this history because everybody wants to give public comments at city council, but they don't know what to say because they feel like they're going to be too aggressive with it. Hmm. See, I'm going with that. Um, not, not, not that you have the answer. Yeah, I don't, but I want to let you know where the balance in the community is. And that's what mean you discovered and we're multiplying it. Dude, the DMs right now on Instagram, 10, 15, 20 messages a day. If you're listening to this podcast and you're on Instagram, you're my absolute hero, just like John Burdick is. I've been my buddy, one of my best pals here. Birdie, did you enjoy your podcast? Yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> Tom Spence, he's a good guy, huh? Yeah, he's, he's nice. He got Pearl Harbor, as we say in the business. <laughs> Surprise <laughs> attack. <laughs> it came naturally, too. It was so good. Bertie, before you leave the podcast, what else do you want to say? Uh, I, I mean, I just want to give you kudos. You know, regardless of, of how you come off sometimes, you're, I know your heart is in the right place. You're doing things for the community. Um, and just keep at it. Thanks, my guy. Appreciate that. that, that thing for the, you're there for me. I'm there for you. That's Ventura sharing the stoke. Spence, what else? I think we've uh, wrapped it up. Port Wainimi Beach Festival, honor that city, 75 years. Good one to go to Saturday morning through the afternoon. Uh, good times. So I would recommend getting out there. All right, get outside. Don't yell at your umpires and Ventura Ford. Until next time, let's go!